0: As always, Andrew Bolpros here. I wanted to talk about the undrafted free agents that I think actually have an opportunity to make the squad moving forward. Maybe not 53 man roster, but at least potentially making the team uh, special teamers or potentially, you know, practice squad. So as always, let's get into it. Okay, Andrew Bop as always, like and subscribe if you do enjoy the content. Uh, and let's get into talking a little bit about our undrafted free agents, right? I think this is a really cool com you know, conversation point. I know I love talking about undrafted free agents, what we are, what we aren't. Um, so we drafted eighteen folks. So we had two wide receivers. I think it's a crowded room. Uh three cornerbacks, need some depth. So you know, there's some there's some opportunities. There are two safeties. I do think we need some depth there as well too. J.T. Woods hasn't progressed as much as we want. Two edges. I think we need some depth there as well too. So they might have an opportunity. Two linebackers. Um, I think it's kind of a crowded room, but also it's kind of a diminished role with this um, defense, right? I just don't know really if it really matters a whole lot. Two offensive linemen. It's a very crowded room. I don't think there's really anything that we can really do there specifically. Um, have a hard time seeing these offensive linemen make it, especially what schools they went to. Who knows? Um, I think both of them went to the shrine bowl. So we'll see what happens either way two defensive linemen. I uh, definitely think they need some depth as well, because we had so many injuries last season, two running backs. I think it's a bit of a crowded room, but the problem is, you know, again, we don't know what we see with Isaiah Spiller, um, Josh Kelly, who knows, right? And we do have one tight end that we also picked up as well um, as an undrafted free agent. So, I'm setting the tone as to why I think some of these players actually may or may may not make the squad moving forward. One of the things that I will say, um, Austin Eckler did just have a media day yesterday. He talked quite a bit about how he made the team for the Chargers. Um, He set a goal for himself. He said, hey, what do I need to do to make this squad? Do I need to prove myself um, on special teams? And that's exactly what he did. He worked every day very hard and worked his butt off to actually make the squad. And he created a plan he made the team through special teams so you're going to see a theme moving forward with me on who I think is actually going to make this team most likely through special teams one guy uh my fifth selection I would say doesn't really need to to, to do much with special teams but I think the other four probably do and we'll we'll go from there so my first person I want to talk about is uh, AJ Finley from Ole Miss I really like AJ family. You guys know that I did a bunch of shorts on all our undrafted free agents, right? AJ family, everything I learned about him was really, really good stuff. Right. Um, played well in 2022. Um, uh, you know, at Ole Miss, I think he was a three-year star at Ole Miss Gilman, um, is set to be the guy right now, uh, with Derwin James, not really convinced he's the right guy. He's good. Not great. Um, And then JT Woods, quite frankly, hasn't been physical enough and hasn't done a whole lot really to prove that he's really a good guy for him. So, like I said, as far as safety is concerned, AJ Finley could be the guy. He could be a guy that could, you know, maybe get a spot in special teams moving forward. One of the things that I will also say, too, Jaseer Taylor right now is set to be our slot corner, right? He's very good at special teams. So what I think might happen most likely is... Someone like A.J. Finley could step up and be that guy on special teams and then eventually work himself into a safety position moving forward, get some snaps, injuries, so on so forth. But I do think Finley is a solid um, addition to the group because of his range, his instincts, his ball skills. He had eight interceptions at all Miss. SEC, they don't mess around. They're very good football players over there, but his ball covering skills are superb, right? He's also good as a run defender. One of the things I would say, too, is Asante Samuel Jr. is not great at run defending. You know, he's not that physical, but, but you know, uh, AJ Finley has done a really good job. And also, I really do believe, you know, Gilman is eh, okay at run defending, but not great. So again, I could see him getting a spot for depth. I think Lowe still is probably the guy, um, at least as it stands now. Of course, we go out and pick up a John Johnson. The conversation completely changes at that point, but it's one of those things to think about, you know, and again, we've lacked. Back-end run defense. Nas was not good last season at all. I mean, he was actually pretty bad, in my opinion, as far as run defending. Probably a big reason why he's no longer here uh, moving forward. Another guy that I think could also be a guy because of low, or uh, or, pardon me, low, uh, Jasir Taylor taking over a larger spot potentially in the defense is Cam Brown or Cameron Brown from Ohio State. Uh, Much like the safety position, uh, cornerback requires depth. Again, safety and cornerbacks are extremely important in this in this defense with underneath Brandon Staley. JC Jackson is most likely going to come back. We think he will be, but his status is a little bit unknown at the moment. And he's recovering from a rupture per tendon, which we know takes a long time. I do think he'll be back, but you know, Asante Jambo Jr., as we talked about, ASJ, great in coverage, but a liability against the run. So this Cam Brown and AJ Finley could be bigger bodies we could bring in for just run specific plays an opportunity to potentially, you know uh, you know, be a little more aggressive on the line. Right. And I think that's a big reason, you know what they need to do. And again, you got to remember Dean Leonard and um Jacere Taylor were very good at special teams. Right. So if, if, if Cam Brown and AJ Finley could do well in special teams, earn a spot in special teams or add value to special teams, somehow they could slowly build their way into this roster moving forward. But, Biggest knock against Cam Brown, it, by the way, he was a four-star recruit out of high school, has plenty of talent. He battled through a ton of injuries at Ohio State. Um, you know, when he was on the field. He did great. But again, he had a hard time staying on the field. But has great talent, knows what he's doing. Great, you know, eye for the ball, had some decent amounts of interceptions. Great size, great strength. They're both around six foot tall, about 220 pounds or 210 pounds, I should say. And they can thrive in man or zone coverage. And he's very good at run support. So, again, I really do think that Cam Brown is a guy that if he can do well in special teams and show what he can do moving forward, he'll do very good. Now, the other conversation that I wanted to bring up is we lost um, Troy Reader. Now, Troy Reader's a linebacker. Everyone says, well, Troy Reader wasn't that great as a linebacker. Well, no, he wasn't really there for being a linebacker, he was there really for being more of a depth player for special teams. He was very, very good at special teams. And you got to remember, we had some of the best pass coverage in the league last season in special teams. So I'm going to bring up two guys that are under the free agent room that I think could potentially step into that role. Um, largely because I think they're freak athletes. They've, they've proven that they have talent, but probably aren't ready to start in day one of any way, shape, or form. They definitely need some more coaching, some more mentoring to really you know uh get there right so one of the guys that i want to talk about is is breville allen from campbell right campbell Campbells, right hilarious name he went to the shrine bowl where the charters had a large presence of uh recruits and so i think he really turned a bunch of heads there um you know at the shrine bowl also jordan mcfad went there we drafted him obviously offensive line another reason why do you think offensive lineman this undrafted free agent class probably doesn't have a shot Jordan McFadden looks very good, and we have a lot of depth. Scott Matlock, also into the Shrine Bowl, did very well at the Shrine Bowl. Um, but again, you know, Breville Allen, he had his best season in 2021. Uh, he had 11 sacks, 26 hurries, and again, you know, very low division, right? I think it's Division one maybe. I mean, I'm not even sure yeah, where Campbell is specifically, right? But... The reason why the Chargers grabbed him, and I promise you this is exactly why, he actually did very well in the Shrine Bowl, but secondarily, he's a member of Bruce Feldman's freak list thanks to his combination of speed and strength. The guy's a bit of a freak athlete, right? And he likes to say he's an athlete more than a player, right? Now, let me just be very clear about something. The person that likes to say that on our team is Gerald Everett, right? Our tight end. He says, oh, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. I'm not really a tight end. There's something to be said about that right so this guy has a lot of speed a lot of strength it will be interesting to see if he can perform in special teams and then carve out a a role for him on this team i think it could happen i mean this guy you know is very big very strong you know and he'll have much better coaching around him he could do a whole lot like you know his pass rushing um is still developing um A lot of people just are calling him an untouched ball of clay, which I think is kind of a funny, you know, example of who he is. But it just goes to show you that the guy can do some things very well. He has all the traits. We just need to give him the talent so he can actually go out and succeed into a specific role in the NFL, right? And it's a big part of what the coaching staff does, right? The coaching staff is a lot better here. Now, another guy that I also say, since Troy Reader's gone, I talked about this on our live on Saturday. Andrew Farmer from Lane College, right? I think Andrew Farmer's another guy that actually, I think, can can step in. Now, you got to remember, okay, Revel Allen and Andrew Farmer, both edge rushers, okay? You all know the injury situation with Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. We have Thule. Tooley. Thule's 20 years old. We don't know what's going to happen. Rump Shaker, who knows? I don't know that he's really the right guy moving forward, but Andrew Farmer at least has all the talent. Very similar to Revel Allen. A lot of speed, a lot of talent. I think they're both right around the same size, like 6'3", 6'4", 250, 260. They're quick. Farmer is an athletic freak, ran a blazing 4.72 in the 40-yard dash. Now, again, you say, well, that's not too quick. Well, he's an edge rusher. Edge rushers aren't wide receivers or speed people, right? Those are, you know, 4.3s. Well, it's is extremely fast, but, you know, 4.5s. But a 4.72 for an edge rusher his size is pretty damn quick. So, that's why I like these two guys as potentially folks that could find spots on special teams and then move their way up moving forward. So that could happen. Um, Farmer um, at uh, Lane college recorded roughly 18 sacks in his final two campaigns. Um, as I, I believe they were called the dragons, you know, at Lane college, but he can also, you know, a lot of people like him for his run stopping. He said he does very well. And he had 25 tackles for losses last season, which is pretty amazing, right? Again, you can argue, well, you know, the talent there, yada, yada. Okay, you're right, you know. But again, ball of clay, freak athlete, you know, that that goes a long way, folks, right? It's something that you can do. You get the good, proper coaching staff around them, and you can start seeing some really good things happen. So... Uh, My final guy that I think actually could make a lot of sense and really is not going to require any special team play, and I would say he probably won't require any special team play in any way, shape, or form, is our board, Gerard Clark, right? Now, i tell you, the the man is all butt and gut, right? Again, a lot of people had him at fifth, sixth, seventh round, right? They thought he was going to be drafted. I know he's a little frustrated, you know, but at the end of the day, it is one of those situations where bottom line, I think he showed up at camp or the combine a little heavier than expected, right? I think a lot of people said, oh, he's six foot three, three 334 pounds. He probably weighed in more like 350, right? He came in pretty heavy, he came in pretty heavy. So the argument is, is, well, man, can this guy, you know, keep weight off, right? I mean, is he really that guy, right? And so, okay. Um, but again, what does he do well? He's a nose tackle, right? Austin Johnson got hurt. Tito Obonia got hurt. Damn near everyone on our defensive line got hurt last season, right? You know, and, and again, Austin's still not back. Tito's still not back, right? So why did he take snaps with the first round in OTAs? Well, it's largely because there wasn't a lot of options, right? He was pretty much the guy that had to be in there. So he's getting a lot of good looks, right? And and that goes a long way, folks, right? The fact that he's out there having the ability to get as many snaps as possible, it's very important understanding the defense. Now, again, camp is starting today. This is mini camp, it's mandatory we are installing the offense and defense now the offense probably will not be fully installed at this point they're probably looking okay we're gonna be running a lot of 11 personnel a lot of 12 personnel giving people an idea of what they're doing they'll have variations um, of formations beyond that but this is really when the offense and defenses are starting to really start coming together specifically but again you know Clark being pegged as a later round pick in the draft and fell all the way to unwrapped it was a good pickup for the Chargers probably the best pickup I would say because he fills the need that we have he's very good at stopping the run being that you know big body that he is he is explosive he's quick and has a lot more speed and size and generates impressive power to get into the backfield so again I would say a day one starter but for a depth piece I think he definitely could be you know that guy He'd be a nice run booster run defense come in for very specific plays maybe jumbo sets yada yada you can see a lot of benefit there uh, as him coming through so you know hey you know we'll see how it plays out right um a few honorable mentions and then i'll wrap up the video uh you guys know you guys noticed, pokey wilson was actually the thumbnail here i think pokey wilson would be sixth on my list on this i think that he actually could be somebody that probably could make the squad very explosive very tall i think he's six foot 185 explosive he's a very good downfield threat guy i think he could if he does well in special teams, maybe he becomes a gunner. Maybe he's one of the guys that takes over just here Taylor's position, so on and so forth. Who knows? I think he would probably be my sixth choice on this list. Another guy is Terrell Bynum. He's a bit of a journeyman. He went to, to Washington, went to USC. Again, taller guy. I think it's my one, maybe 200 pounds. But again, Chargers like tall, big, wide bodied wide receivers. So we'll see what happens with Terrell Bynum as well, too. I think, I think, you know, I think Pokey's probably over Terrell, but we'll see how that plays out moving forward. Another guy I want to wrap up, and then I might add a, a, a caveat to a couple of the running backs. Michael Zike from UCLA. I think he's pretty raw, but I think he could be a decent blocker. He's a very big body as well, too. So, you know, you never really know how that plays out, right? Depends on how many tight ends they want to go with. Uh, it is a pretty crowded room moving forward, but I think there could be some, some, some synergies there. Um, and then you got Elijah Dawson from Northern Colorado and then Tyler Hoosman from Northern, Northern Dakota or North Dakota. Look, I just don't know that these guys really have a spot largely because I think the running back room is fairly crowded, right? You got, you know, Josh Kelly, Austin Eckler's back, um, but they need to show something, right? I think they'll probably get a good look at them, right? You know, they, 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 you know, they could do something special teams, much like, you know, uh, our boy Austin Eckler did some good things could potentially happen moving forward with these guys, but again, they need to prove themselves through special teams. Um, and you know, we'll see how it plays out moving forward. So again, guys, I don't want this video to be too long, but this is just my general thoughts. What do you guys think? Does this makes sense. Agree, disagree with me. Um, you know, is there some people on the list that I left off that you like on our undrafted free agent list and tell me why, you know, let's have a discussion as to why, you know, you like them over some of the people that I chose. Um, As always, guys, like and subscribe if you do enjoy the content. Andrew Bullpros. see you guys in the next one.